I'm Emily. I'm Molly. And you are listening to... Stupid Genius. Genius. Stupid Genius. How stupid are you feeling? After this weekend, pretty stupid. Pretty stupid. Talk to me about Em. Talk to me about them royals. The royals. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, we thought we'd... Because I think, obviously we have a lot of UK listeners, but we do have a lot of international listeners... Um, and it might be interesting to hear our take on it. You might completely disagree with us, and that's okay. I think it's... Um... Well, it's it's like a big thing right now, because obviously this is the first coronation we've ever witnessed. It's the first coronation that's taken place, obviously, since, like, when did Lizzie... Like, the 20s or something? Yeah, like my mum remembers it, and she what? holds such... Does she? No, wait, does she? I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. Wait, now. but my mum holds such gravity towards, like, she was sad. Oh, hang on. She might do, because yeah. it was, was it the 60s? I said the 20s, yeah, but that was when 20s. she was, like, born, <laughs> maybe. My mum remembers it. Um, and it was such, like, an exciting, inspiring time, and she was gutted when. You know, Queen Elizabeth died. Oh, yeah, my mum was dead emotional. She went and visited her. A lot of that generation, I think, because, like, my mum was like, yeah, but she's been the queen our whole lives. Like, we've never known another monarch and all that. I think the old generation have, like, a very different relationship with the royals than most people I know our age, anyway. Yeah, see, I... We, yeah, I have quite strong opinions on it, but I also just don't care for... I'm happy that we've got extra day off. Of course. And that's right. Like, really. why would you not be happy about Bank Holiday? But in terms of the actual royal family, do I think that it's good that we just spent millions of pounds so some fucking old guy can have a crown put on his head? No. Do I think they're a healthy, you know, I? How can you? role models? Do I think that? Do not I think they're got, innate like, in racism and... Yeah, when you have, like, the colonial history. Yeah, maybe. And then you've got bloody Prince Andrew sweating all over the place. Yeah, that... Queenie kind of paid off, didn't she? It's not it's not a good it's situation. It's not good and it's not a good situation and they hold a lot of wealth in the UK and uh Yeah, particularly when there's like eight I, I actually used this stat for my research the other day. Eight point four million people in the UK are in food poverty. And then you've got I don't even know how much it costs the coronation. Is do we have a stat on that? I don't know. Should we find out? Let's find out. Let's Google. For the Queen's coronation, because that's happened so we know actually how much mm-hmm. was spent on it. Um, and adjusting for inflation, the 1.57 million spent on Elizabeth's um, coronation in 1953 comes to just 46 million today. Bloody hell. On a, on a fucking day. On one day. And I've just Googled Charlie Boys. Go on. Um, they're looking at about 100 mil. <laughs> 100 million pounds 100 million pounds and I bet that's not even come close and yeah for what you say oh you know bank holiday the pubs will bring in like money but that's that's it not, does like not equate cut, it does not equate to how much is spent and how much wealth they just own no matter how much this coronation is going to cost how much wealth they actually have and how many just buildings they own or everything they own I can't help but feel like the days of the royals are numbered it has to be and just this whole toxicity of this whole Meghan Markle thing and the attack on her it's and the turn, I turn, I actively turn magazines around. Yeah, because when I you see, s- I see Kate versus. And Megan. you still see them. I honestly thought that after the documentary that that no, might stop. It's actually got worse. It's got worse. It's actually yeah, got worse. because she's called them out on exactly what they do. So and um, people that love the royals don't want to be challenged in that way um, because it's, you know, it should be something that should be able to be celebrated. But accountability is something so important, and I'd love to talk a whole episode on cancelling. Do you know what, though? I do love watching The Crown. <laughs> Never watched it too Oh, my God, it's so good. I mean, it doesn't exactly hold the roles in a good light, so... so that's good. Um, and it is also dramatising 
not truthful in any way. Like there is. Oh, I truth, think a lot of it is. There's truth to it, but it's it's not a documentary. Oh, it's not a documentary, but I think it is based on like people's accounts that have worked in the palaces uh, and stuff like that. Interesting. I'm going to tell myself that because it's great <laughs> drama. Good drama. <laughs> we did sort of put it out on our Instagram, and we got a few uh, people come back. We literally put it out not that long ago so so we got a few comments that i'm gonna to read to you and you can respond to well them we put it. it out last week but it wasn't long before the coronation no well no the coronation hadn't happened really so and i screenshotted before it <laughs> so that was on me um yuck at least we get a day off happy for the bank holiday but that's about it upside down smiley face it's a joke when we're in a cost of living crisis and so many people in food poverty in the uk which you literally just said yeah Defo won't be celebrating. Here for the bank holiday, that's as far as it goes. Um, it's a gimmick. While the royal steal wealth and don't redistribute it where it's needed with a um, sort of shruggy, shrug, face. shruggy face emoji. And they're just some of the responses we got. So, like, it clearly shows, doesn't it, that there's a distaste within the UK, particularly, and maybe some of those people yeah. are international listeners as well. Which might be, might be a shock to the international listeners because I think, like... It, it seems like quite idolised and it probably brings a lot of tourists like you know to go to pa- not parliament go to um, Buckingham Palace, Buckingham and, Palace all that. and all yeah. that and it is lovely and it is stunning but but yeah there's a don't lot get of, me wrong like a lot of issues <laughs> I definitely love like the historical element as in like I love learning about our historical kings and queens and like I find medieval history so so interesting I love learning about like the Plantagenets and like mm. you know all of that so I do love that historical element and like I watched the coronation for the purpose of like not all of it, but I want to... That's a point in history that I find interesting and in the future I can, you know, think about when I watched it, but I'm certainly not watching it in support of the coronation occurring. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's quite a weird feeling, I don't know. Yeah. It's a bit like how I feel with religion. Like, I love the history of religion and, like, how it shaped us, but I don't like religion as a... What it does collective. to people. Yeah. Yeah, and how it creates war and Bloody stuff. Bloody hell, then. We're getting deep We're today. Getting deep. Should and we I... just really bring it back down to earth by yeah. talking about our stupidity? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Let us know what you think, because honestly, I'm happy to hear everyone's opinions. And, um, Absolutely, You know, yeah. if you have some positives, which you, we usually are quite positive, but we can't deny that this is <laughs> something that is just not worth celebrating. <laughs> But we definitely, yeah, like like our listeners said, the bank holiday was certainly a welcome treat. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy for it. Did you have a good bank holiday? I did. It was lovely. I may yeah. as well kick us off then because that is actually that was actually my stupid in a way. Oh, go on. Then. <laughs> I just feel like the last couple of weeks I have definitely taken my foot off the pedal, as it were. Okay. I feel like I was on quite a good run, like had quite a lot of momentum with the PhD, and I think I'm I am actually going to blame the bank holiday because. You know, in the UK, if you're not in the UK as a listener, then you may not realise this, but we've had two bank holidays on the bounce. So we had May Day on the 1st, and then obviously we've had this extra bank holiday yesterday or the day before, sorry, um, for the coronation. And it's really thrown me a little bit, and I just feel a bit stupid for, like, getting swept off a, a bit. Because I, I just feel don't feel like... I feel like I've easily had a break, like, a bit too easily. I've just let myself go. Yeah, like, what, we had four days... We had... Did we have four... Realistically, we had probably had three days of work. Yeah. And, cause, like, and then you're trying to get back into the groove of things, then you have another four days off. And Emily, we've got another one in, like, two weeks. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know, and it's nice, but also at the same time, like... I don't know. I want to do stuff for the bank holiday, but then at the same time, it's so expensive because it's the bank holiday. So you're like, yeah. and then I feel guilty because I'm not doing anything and I'm just sort of like mooching about. And I'm Although like, oh, we did should... do a spectacular thing. Yeah. We you... went 
go on. Celebrated our anniversary. So sweet. One so year sweet. wedding anniversary. So ours was ours was dead lovely. Like we made a made a proper weekend of it. Yeah, very sweet. Very what sweet. did you do? I just sort of chilled at home. Nice. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. Just went home and uh, sort some stuff out. Did a bit of TLC. Did a bit of TLC. TLC? Is that the right word? Yes. Yeah. What yeah. was your And shoot? my home is Surrey, if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from downstairs, if you wouldn't know. In case you want to find her on Google Maps, she's... Yeah, uh, um, my address is... S-K... <laughs> no, I've got no idea what a so Surrey postcode is. What G- is it, S-U? G-U. Why? Guildford. Oh. oh, God, really, guys? Shout out to my Guildford people. <laughs> Guildford. No, I'm actually Woken. I'm woken. Actually, my address is... <laughs> Please come and find me. Yeah, come and find me. Um, Send me flowers. I like chocolate. I really like Gillian chocolate, okay? Do you know what the best chocolates are, though? Lily O'Brien's. What? Lily O'Brien's. Never heard of them. Well, they are the best chocolates... You would recognise the box. Okay, send them to me and I'll, I'll find uh, out. Well, give me your address and I might. What's your stupid? <laughs> My stupid is... <laughs> oh, God. It's actually PhD... Well, I guess yours is PhD related. I don't know what I'm saying. It's actually PhD related. <laughs> no, I go to this journal club um, like every other week and we pick a journal, we read it. Do Someone... you mean like a journal paper? You don't pick a whole journal. You pick a journal paper. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't read like a whole edition of every. Because <laughs> oh god, journalists no. have like no, 30 what, papers. This wouldn't be as stupid <laughs> if it was that. Um, yeah, no, we pick a paper within a journal. It's just like a. You pick a journal paper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Can we just clarify that, please? Because Emily's saying high, high expectations of people of I ours. read a journal every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, this is the thing, this is why it's my stupid. Because I just forgot to read it. And if I'm honest, I often forget to read it, and then last minute I'm skimming through it, finding so it one thing that I can pull up on and, and comment on and when they're asking. Confidently like, when they're like asking questions, they're like, "What did you think so about it?" Like it? And I'm like, mm, "I thought that this, this, and this. did you see that bit in the method section?" Or if they like said something in um, in the PowerPoint because they present, someone presents it, someone picks a journal. That's and a they safe option. It, then Mention I'm like, "Oh, they've mentioned that," and like, okay. That I kind of know about. Let me skim through the because I usually have my laptop open. I skim through the pa- like the I don't know. The but journal. is it in person then? Yeah. yeah, that must be quite nice in a way. Oh, I love it. It's so it's so lovely and it's such a good way and it's helped me be critical. Crit- uh. No, <laughs> I thought you were gonna burst out into a choir song then. It helps me. Critique papers. Yeah, they're also like um opened you up to other su- subjects and stuff because obviously when you're doing your PhD you read papers that are about your topic yeah. whereas I presume all the papers you read for this journal club are not about your topic yeah because people study dementia people study like really like niche indigenous tribes where yeah. they have like unsustainable healthcare and how do we get healthcare to them so like it is opened my mind Very to broad. like such a broad um, yeah range of topics which has again helped my research because <laughs> Sorry. I did such a wild facial expression today. It was the hand. It was like this. And then I died. I'm so sorry, but like that whole thing, I don't think I've ever seen you talk with your hands quite as much as that. I felt like you were like directing an orchestra. Going back from from a bank holiday. Sorry, I'm all over the place. No, I'm all over the place Please continue. I didn't mean to interrupt, but it was... I think think we can wrap that up. What's your genius? Um, So my genius is a couple of weeks ago on the pod, I mentioned that I had finished my findings chapter. And I'd... (laughs) 
Is there a, is there a wolf in here? Who is that wolf? <laughs> um. Oh God, sorry. What are we talking? about? I think we've actually. I think we've. <laughs> I think we're delirious. I think the bank holidays are more than we're. We've in. also just had big soup. Good soup. Yeah, we have just had a really tasty bowl of soup and um, a lot of cheese. So. <laughs> And I'm not good with cheese. Does soup do this to everyone, though? I don't know. We've eaten right. a lot. What was I saying? Yes, I finished my findings chapter and I sent it to my supervisors. Wait, wait, wait. But I want to oh say more what I've eaten. What? I've also had sushi and I've also had some protein balls and I've had a coffee. There you go. And I had some shreddies. There we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Great content. Um. Anyway, I got the feedback Sorry, yeah. from my supervisors and it was proper minimal. Like... Just, you know, like, tweak this, be a bit more clear here. I and it was my that. first draft as well. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, first draft. So I actually completed all the feedback, like, I actioned all the feedback um, in, like, a day and then sent it to them for, for further sort of comments and then hopefully I'll be able to, like, box that one off. Madness. I forget that this is all audio only because I, like, <laughs> my facial expressions, I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah. but I'm not actually, like, making any noise. I just, my mouth, like, my jaw hits the floor. I'm like, wow. Oh, and then I forget I have to be like, oh my god. Yeah, use well, your use your use words, Emily. Um, so um, yeah, I was really pleased about that, and I've started now yeah. properly planning my discussion chapter, which How is quite exciting. How did you exciting. get your results so good? Just. It's not about get because I'm a qualitative researcher. It's more about like how you articulate them, I suppose. Yeah, and you're really good with that. Well, my findings are my findings. They can't really tell me that my findings are wrong because it's how I've interpreted my findings, isn't it? because it's thematic analysis. It's not yeah. like with data they can be like, that's wrong. They What's can't that? tell me my findings are but wrong. But they can say like, this Art- makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. Articulate this better, make this yeah. clear or whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm really, really chuffed. What about you? What's I'd your, be really uh, chuffed. What's your genius? My genius is... Oh, this is a fun one. <laughs> you can tell when Emily's reading her geniuses off, <laughs> off her phone because it always takes a minute to be like... <laughs> so like, oh, what was my genius? Yeah. This is the thing about me. I forget very quickly what I've done within a week and I'm like, I need to... you're on to the next thing. Yeah, this is a fun one because on... I don't know if it, you guys follow us on Instagram, but... If you don't, what are you <laughs> doing? This wasn't meant to be a shameless Opportunity plug, for a plug. <laughs> it's stupid genius underscore pod. pod. Follow us. Well, I gave you guys the choice in picking where I go for um, my holiday after the conference. Oh, yeah. And what so was the result, by the way? I've Hong Kong or something? Yeah. Sorry. I'm about to storytell here. Oh, sorry. Take me back <laughs> to the day where I was thinking I'm going to book a flight. I submitted my abstracts. Obviously, that was my genius two, we- two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, whoop, my whoop. Lord. Time moves too fast. And, um, yeah, I was looking for flights. And there was flights either stop off at, on the way back, stop off at Hong Kong or... Taiwan, wasn't it? Taiwan, yeah. Must have been. I think so. Why must it have been? I think it was, though. Yeah, it definitely was. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm guessing you picked Hong Kong. (laughs) No, no. I can't fucking remember the other one. And I left it up to you guys to pick. And uh, 60% 60 of you guys said... Hong Kong. So I guess I. That's really you. exciting. Thank you, listener. Without sounding. I'm um, gonna do a couple of days in Hong Kong. Without sounding like ignorant, and I am about to, so I really do apologise. Is everything sort of settled politically in Hong Kong now? Because there was a lot of riots, wasn't there, and protests and things going on. Ah. <laughs> ah. Hmm. Good. Hmm. <laughs> cool then. Maybe interesting. Just- <laughs> I'm way more ignorant than you because I didn't even know about that. Oh. Let's, let's uh, 
uh, we can do some research after after the pod. Yes. Definitely doesn't take away from the genius the fact that you've got this amazing trip planned and you're starting to make plans for it though. It's so exciting. Yeah, yeah that's the exciting part and like the fact that Either way, I'm going to Australia and I get to do a little bit of surfing and chilling. And it's never really been a place that I thought I want to travel to, but it's definitely a place I want to suss out and see if I oh want to God, live there. Oh my God, it's so good. I better be like, so me. It is so good. Please like don't me. live there though. I would miss you. you don't can go live it. Oh, I suppose. We can, it's so far. You're just going to have to miss me, maybe. Maybe so. All right, let's get on to the ramble, shall let's we? Let's do it. Let's ramble. You said you're genius, haven't you? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you tell we're running on <laughs> one brain cell, sharing that one yeah. brain cell. It's not stupid genius today, it's just stupid, stupid. <laughs> it's called, hi, everyone, let's try and start the Welcome to stupid, stupid. Welcome to stupid, stupid. I'm stupid, and I'm, I'm with stupid. stupid. <laughs> let's get rambling. talking about criticism yeah giving it and taking it showing it up learning from it learning from it yeah (laughs) should we read the definition of criticism i think we need some criticism on how to (laughs) make this episode better oh my god give us some constructive criticism please yes please um so criticism is the expression of disapproval of something or something <laughs> oh wow that cackle was for free guys <laughs> you haven't had one of them for a while <laughs> and she was right in the microphone as well so i can't wait I to hear how loud that was i just have to dull that down a lot <laughs> it was just such a... someone writing this like i'm a genius criticism is something or something about something <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? Let's actually hear what it the is. The expression of disapproval of someone or something on the basis of perceived faults or mistakes. Or the analysis, and it ain't all your sis, and judgment of the merits and faults of literacy or artistic work. Okay, just... If you don't get that reference, please go back two episodes ago of the anal yesis, because that sounds Yeah, that really does sound quite dodgy. Wild. Um, I sort of prefer the second definition there. I think the first one is like, the idea of it being about dispro- disproval, I think. Of like faults and stuff. Yeah. I don't think that's very healthy Whereas way to look at it. more an analysis and judgment of merit, I yeah. think is like a bit of a nicer way. But there's different types of criticism, isn't there? Yeah, there's loads of actually different types. So you have aesthetic criticism logical criticism factual criticism positive criticism negative criticism constructive (laughs) advice or constructive criticism destructive criticism practical criticism theoretical criticism i can't believe you're still able to say moral criticism scientific criticism religious criticism scholarly criticism 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 oh my god (laughs) it actually goes on and on and on making these up wikipedia though let's be honest though as if my source is wikipedia i can't believe you just admitted that as well Kidding, I was kidding, guys. You were on a journal of criticism. Obviously. Obviously. Um, but really, I think the main one, or at least that we should be dealing with in our PhDs, is constructive criticism. One would hope that the criticism we receive is constructive. It's not always, yes. obviously. We know that. Yes. So I guess we can start by talking about how to receive criticism. Or would you like to do how we how to give it? <laughs> what would you like to start with, Molly? Give me the option. I would Blue like- pill or red pill? <laughs> I'm taking the red pill. How do we take criticism? Yeah, how do you take it? 
you know what? I think, like a lot of things, the more you take it, the easier it gets to swallow. <laughs> oh, no. What? Oh, no, just that is... I can't you bought up the pill analogy. <laughs> what? Yeah, but we do this thing on our Instagram where it's um where it's like no no context, and that is a no context uh, if I've ever heard one. What I am saying, I take it. That's <laughs> the whole analogy of like it's a difficult pill to swallow, isn't it? It, it is. So what I'm saying is, the more you swallow the pill, <laughs> fuck off. The easier it gets. Do you know what, Emily? Here's some criticism. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> Shut up. I want to take it. I'm fragile. <laughs> I'm so fragile. Um, no, but yeah, what I'm trying to say is that the, the the more you take criticism, constructive criticism, the easier it takes. It, the easier it gets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an absolute mess. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. This is a serious podcast. It is a serious <laughs> podcast. And this is a serious I messaged you today because I was thinking about if we want to collab with people and you were like no Emily that's a real serious podcast I was like we can do serious and I was like no was like, we can't and this is proof yeah right okay are you, have you, have you, are you quite finished okay yeah. have you had enough I've had enough mm. so pills swallowing them easier um yeah I remember when I first started my PhD I did find the constructive criticism <laughs> constructive criticism is actually a hard thing to say yeah by the end you're like <laughs> um yeah constructive criticism i found it quite hard to take like i would be on the floor crying after a supervisor meeting yes. which i actually was quite surprised that i was like that because in my degree we got a lot of very constructive criticism and we pin ourselves to be quite resilient people yeah but i think it was on a different level because i don't know like it's so personal within the phd and as much as you like be like oh whatever but it is you pour your heart out you put in so much time and energy and effort and it is your baby let's be honest your phd is your world it lives rent free in your head it's constantly thought about you put so much energy and time and everything into it that then when someone starts to pull it apart for the first time you don't know how to deal with that. No. You think that this is, you've done a terrible job, you suck, because you've already got that imposter syndrome in, you've already got, you didn't really know what you were doing in the first place, mm-hmm. and then someone's coming here and basically telling you all your deepest, darkest fears, which is like, you've done Fucking shit. Fucking hell, I don't know about that. <laughs> but you know, that's how I felt. I think not like, I think subconsciously I felt like, But that's oh what my I mean God. though, that's not constructive if they're literally telling you, they you're were. shit and you don't know what you're doing. They but you were. mean that's but how you that's read it That's how as. I read it as. And I think that's how a lot of people, if you can't take constructive criticism, you take it quite on a personal level. Yes. And you feel like it's sort of feeding into all your kind of fears. Insecurities. And sort of insecurities. And that's how I felt. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing with my data. And I, it was a mess in my head. And I tried to present it to my supervisors. And they were like, basically, not saying it's a mess, but they were saying, you need to clarify it, basically. Yeah. And gave me good constructive criticism, but I took it as like, that's it. They they think I'm so silly and stupid, and I was like crawling on the floor. Like, I can't do this. This is really hard. Like, <laughs> I just <laughs> have to, <laughs> to get something. I can't do this. <laughs> Why are you crawling? I wasn't. I was just, just on the one floor. thing to be like lying on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but the image of you just <laughs> just rolling around, crawling. Just like a little dog, just crawling around. I didn't deserve to walk. (laughs) Oh, God, that's such an amazing image. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, for me, the one thing that has made me get better at accepting criticism is, like, 
being able to separate it from that larger picture so like for example when you get a f- get feedback like you know this is poorly written i mean i don't get feedback like that very often no. but if you do it's like and right this isn't attack an attack on my intelligence it's not on it's not a comment on who i am as a person yeah. it's not even a comment on my phd it's a comment on the bit that is poorly yeah. written well, instead <laughs> like of that. reading it as you write poorly you need to read it as how it's written this is this section is poorly written. Doesn't mean your whole work is poorly written. Doesn't exactly. mean you write poorly. It just means that you can. And you know what? That's so amazing because then you can fix it. If you take like this, this part is poorly written. You're like, oh, only this part? Okay. Yeah. I've exactly. Written, yeah, yeah. I've written quite a lot of words, and only this part's poorly written. Fine. Cool. Yeah. That's fine. Well, that's it because like I and I think that's another reason why I've got better at taking constructive criticism is I've actually seen it in real time improve my work. Like, my work is so much better now as a result of the feedback that I've got from my supervisors. Like, if I was still churning out the same shit I was at starting my PhD before I'd received feedback, like, what's the point in that? The whole thing is that we're here to learn and to grow, and we do that from people who know more than us and who have done this before, you know? Exactly. And there's no... And even if you think you've written it better or whatever, you know exactly what you've tried to say in your head, and if it's not coming in clear communication... Even though you feel like you can't communicate it any better, you're going to have to figure out a way because if they're not getting it, yeah, then other people won't get it. Exactly. It's like they're an, also an expert in your field or if they're not in the, your research, they should, well, they should be. Quite, well, they're an expert in academia, aren't and they? And they probably? know the way like p- things get published or how things should get written and, and they've had what, years of experience on us and doesn't mean they're always right and we'll come on to that later. But it does mean most of the time yeah. they do know what they're talking I about. I do think more often than not, you're daft if you don't take on the constructive criticism that you receive. Yeah. Whether that is about your writing, whether it's about your presentation skills, whether it's about just the way you show up, you know, like what you give the PhD. If I don't know. I feel like it's mm. always coming from a, a place of goodness because if it's, and I, you know, we are talking predominantly about supervisors because that is the main yeah. sort of relationship we have where pe- we get feedback. Like their vested interest is that you do well you pass your viva, like yes. they want it looks you to bad succeed. On them if they, of course, if you it don't does. Succeed. And it looks amazing for them if they have like a s- supervisee who well, my does really well. Said that like it was also a joke, but he lives vicariously through his super like his um students. Sometimes, like if they win awards, he holds on to that. He's so proud of that. Well, he's of so, course, he's so it proud. Looks he's like, good oh on yeah, them. he constantly like, oh yeah, my my student won this award. My student won this award. It looks so good on them because that means they're doing a good job as well. And to be honest. Again, remember that they're humans too. Sometimes they get it wrong with criticising. You know, they might be like, they might, we've all felt overwhelmed. And you know when you feel overwhelmed, you do something really rushed and you just quickly do it and send it off and you don't really think about the consequences. Imagine they're marking, what, 50 people, students' papers, and they're probably quite boring. And then you send them something, they're like, all right, quickly do that in my, what, 15-minute break Mm -hmm. because I've got to get back to... I don't know, teaching or examining or something, they might have, you know, rushed through it, said some, maybe given a bit of a harsh critique. Yeah, maybe given that negative criticism rather than it being constructive. Being a bit more constructive. Take it, take it, take it lightly because they are trying their best as well. Well, I remember... Unless they're a malicious person, which is very rare in Africa. I think so, usually. I mean, I remember attending a webinar, like, when we first started our PhD and it was so good. I can't even remember what it... What it was now, it was like, it was a really good webinar. Anyway, it was quite general about how to succeed as a PhD student, something like that. And he was saying, and I really, it just made me think, God, yeah, 
it was like remember you are not on your supervisor's a list of things to do you're not on their b list he's like you're not even on their c list no. <laughs> he was like you're probably on their d list because they have so many other responsibilities yeah so when you're taking that for us when they give us constructive criticism it's the a list it's all that's on the a list is like this criticism yeah. has come in and i now have to face it for them they've like emily said they've probably spent 15 minutes oh maybe we're not doing them justice they might spend more if they can but yeah. i'm saying if they can't they they put out this criticism. I just, yeah, I so think it, I think what we're trying to say is like think about how busy you are as a PhD student, because I know I'm fucking like throwing. <laughs> I feel like a some a nutty person sometimes, just like running to the next thing. Sometimes I have literally ran to the next thing. Yeah, um, and I don't have people underneath me to supervise. They have basically what we're doing. Yeah, and all the journal papers they're writing and stuff. So I think I guess it's like r- don't let something that someone may have just like what i'm trying to say is it doesn't occupy their whole brain and yet we let it take over our whole lives yes we get this feedback and we let it bowl us over sometimes yeah. and yet like em said it might have just been like a fleeting comment for them and they like, don't feel that weighted on it they just thought no. this maybe could change yeah this needs to be a bit better and we're like oh my god <laughs> this like, is the bit i was most proud yeah, of exactly yeah i think the biggest the biggest thing that I've learned is to, and my supervisor said this to me as well, because I got really upset about um, the presentation I recently gave for International Women's Day. Yes. Um, but he said, just like you've, he said, I know it's not right, but just like you've learned in your you know, research, you have to learn to detach your emotions mm. from receiving feedback or criticism. Which is hard. Hard, but it, it, it it will just eat you up inside if you don't. Yeah. If you can detach yourself and just remember that it's not a personal attack, it's nothing on you, and it is just your research. And it goes back to that thing of what you said. It's not you are a bad writer, it's this is badly written. You know, or whatever the context might be, you know? Yeah, I'm sure Isaac Newton or, like, Einstein had multiple fails before or like multiple bad ideas or multiple things doesn't mean that they didn't you know invent gravity but Not also like <laughs> i know you mean rogue one but no but also like that's the thing having constructive criticism does not mean you have failed at something it just means you might have done something literally amazingly well but it can be improved and actually my um an example of this that i have which is always stuck in my mind when I was doing my master's, I was I did a dissertation as part of my master's. Obviously, not nothing like the vibe. It was like 25,000 words, something like that. Yeah, still a lot. <laughs> still a lot. And I remember getting feedback from my supervisor at the time. And she'd emailed me and said, like, you know, it needs a lot of work. Like, let's chat. And I was so... I actually felt like I'd been stabbed in the chest because yeah. I'd worked so hard. But then when I spoke to her, she was like, oh, you know, if you submit this as it is, you're looking like a high 2-1. Oh. And I was like what i was like but she was like yeah but i know you want a first so in so the context it, it needed improvement it didn't mean that it was a yeah. shit piece of work or it was a failure it just meant that it could be improved that's so true and we are providing like such high standards of work aren't we well we, at least yeah, we should we so, should be well it should be publishable standards really shouldn't it I yeah suppose. and wait but just like bring it back there's been papers and since doing this journal club there's been papers that i've read that how the hell did that spell get? mistakes yeah, I see spelling mistakes all the, all time. the time. How did it get published? 
the method like sometimes it doesn't even make sense you're like oh my god i don't even understand how that actually could get published so really? you've got to think oh my god yeah some of the they needed more constructive criticism <laughs> yeah and you think like i wouldn't want someone to read that about my paper and think christ that sh- shouldn't have got published yeah so i always think give me as much feedback as possible you guys are the experts i'm trying to learn off you and I actually, yeah, you need to just drop your ego at the end of the day. And if you think, like, say if you were learning to ride a bike, right, and then your mate who was teaching you was like, oh, no, you need to push the pedals this way. Oh, no, you need to hold the handles this way. That's constructive criticism. But we don't take it personally. But with the academic work that we produce, it's different. It feels different. It's but, brain, it should, it's your, but it it's shouldn't so be personal, in a way, it? should it's it? It's like your brain. It's, it's your... It's your ideas. It's yeah. your yeah. So it does feel different, but in a way, if we can detach ourselves, so it doesn't feel different, and it is like just getting advice on how best to I don't know fold the cheese. Yeah, <laughs> shit's Greek <laughs> reference. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Then why not? Why not try and try and think of it like that? Well, what would your advice be? It's best to sort of avoid immediately re- reacting. Yeah, those sorts of knee jerk reactions. Yeah. yeah. Take a maybe even a, sometimes I look at the comments, I read a couple and I'm like, Meh, I'm going to take a step away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come back to it. And um, I always try and read it when I'm in a good sort of frame of mind. And sometimes that's not good because you need to eat the frog. And sometimes you just... No, but I, I think you're right if you can do that. But I often find I can't resist. Doesn't matter. Say if I got my feedback through at 10 o'clock on a Friday night, so I would excited. not be able to yeah, resist so. opening it. And that's something I maybe need to work on then because you're so right. It depends on what frame of mind you're in yeah. when you receive that that constructive criticism. I usually flick through and see how many comments are there, and then yeah. I flick off it. <laughs> if there's loads, you're like, if there's loads, that. I'm like, oh, I've got to do all that another time. Okay, so second thing is to remind yourself of the intention of your supervisors, which they we've definitely discussed, haven't we? To help you. Yeah. Remember the benefits of constructive criticism. So it's to make your work better. It makes you better. Absolutely, yeah. Listen to understand and don't just listen to respond. On that as well, though, in terms of the responding, just to link that back to the first point, I do think that taking time away before you respond is really, really good. So, like, even if it's, like, a whole day, because often, like, we will reply straight away, like, actually, I feel like that, you know. Mm, And then when you sit with it for a bit longer, you're like, ah, okay. Maybe they're right. Okay, I see where they're coming Actually, that's another thing that we didn't really mention, um, which is, and it's something that I've recently learned, is that, you know, they give comments. Sometimes they want to hear your comments back. So say they've asked a question and you've agreed with what they've said, like, oh, do you think this really needs to be here? Can it be that? And you're like, you're right. And then you just take it out and you don't address it. Mm. Sometimes it's good to address the comments in your... Yeah, I reply to probably like a tenth of the comments. Like yeah. I leave another comment So back. I never used to do that. So Seriously? Stupid. Yeah. Because I just thought, oh, they're right, yeah, cool, okay, change. Well, Next, if it's something change. that I agree with and I don't, and I, I'm not going to contest, then I not yeah. contest, sorry, but like if it doesn't need a reply, I don't reply. Yeah. But if it's like a question, then yeah, yeah. I always reply. Or sometimes I need clarification. Yeah. And always, if you need clarification, ask for a call with that person or mm-hmm. ask for a meeting and be like, what do you mean by this? Because, da da da, and they're like, oh, and they explain to you like, oh, I thought you meant that. So. That would also help yeah. you maybe have those knee-jerk responses. And yeah, so like with my students, when I'm giving them feedback, I always say at the bottom, hope that helps. Let me know if you want to discuss it further. Yes. Because yep. otherwise you feel a bit bad, don't you, sometimes being like, because people are very busy, you don't want to be like, oh, 
sorry, I just don't. Can I just have a bit? Uh, I don't know. It's sometimes yeah, it's sometimes the context isn't there, is it? Yeah. So my supervisor always gives me feedback, and then he's like, calls me to then talk me through the feedback. It's really good, actually. That is so good. So good. Yeah, he does it every time, and he likes to talk it through because. He leaves comments, but he's better on the phone to discuss it through. Right. And then they do get more comments on top of it. Yeah, I was going to say, how does that work in terms of, like, if you're trying to take a bit of time, like we just said, not have an immediate response or take time away from the comments before you respond, if he's, like, sending you the comments and then calling straight away? I can get the tone on a phone call, so I, I it doesn't sound like he's... Yeah, okay. And I'm quite good at taking it, especially being in gymnastics, which is quite brutal. You learn to take constructive criticism quite well. But um, when my supervisor calls me, he's very passionate always, and he's always quite, it sounds exciting, and he's like doing this and doing that. So whenever he calls, it doesn't sound like he's um, angry. So then I know the tone, and I know the context, and I know he's trying to help. He's obviously very good at giving constructive criticism because he doesn't make it sound like criticism. It's Yeah, and I happily will, like challenge him if I think it's if I go I don't I don't think about that what about this and then he then explains himself further and then I'm like okay no you're right or I think okay let me think about that before then going like I don't know starting an argument on the phone. I actually think that's why con- taking constructive criticism has also got easier as the PhD has got on not just because we take it more often <laughs> but actually because the re- the relationships with the people you're receiving it from, i.e. your supervisors, strengthens and gets more comfortable. Yeah, because then you understand who they are as a person. You build this trust. You also learn to trust your own abilities more. Other advice would be to um, connect the feedback to your role, not yourself. So, Which is what we talked about in terms of separating yourself from it, yeah. (laughs) I wrote, it's not personal, babes. (laughs) (laughs) It's not personal, babes. It's not personal, babes. Um... Thank the person giving you feedback. Thank them. They've they've gone away. They've given your time. They are trying to help you as much as it might pain you to do it. I always, always say thank you for your comments. I really do appreciate it. I totally agree with that. And because it, it does take a lot of time and it takes a lot of brain power to really engage. Like you can so easily just be like, yeah, good. But to actually really engage with that writing or, or whatever it is and yeah. pick out useful things and be like and make suggestions that takes a lot of work takes a lot of work definitely it does and this is what we've just talked about ask questions but don't challenge the feedback so when i guess my supervisor calls me i will ask questions i will maybe i guess the questions might be a bit challenging in a sense but i'm not going to challenge the why like why the hell have you given me that feedback that's no because that's because ultimately just going to break down the relationship and then that criticism and that that two-way thing because it is a two-way thing isn't it it's not just you're giving or taking it it's this like reciprocal thing of they give you feedback you work on the feedback you know then you get feedback on your feedback and their feedback and like yeah yeah it's a never-ending cycle but that's how it should be because if you if it ever gets to the point where you're not receiving constructive criticism and you're not working on it well, you're not growing anymore. You're not learning anymore, are you, really? No, exactly. So that should be something that even, like, academics that are in their, you know, 50s and 60s that have been academics for 30 years, they still receive constructive criticism because they need to. Like, the whole peer review process that we have in academia that we use for publishing is founded on giving and receiving criticism. Exactly, and they, like, the group, they asked me, like, Emily, how how would you like to be managed in this instinct? In this circumstance, say so, say like time management. I've talked about it on the podcast. They'll sort of ask me like, "How can we manage?" They want to know because supervisors 
mould themselves to who their supervisor is. A good supervisor a does. A good supervisor does. And so to give, to be able to give, form this bond, to be able to give them like, okay, this is how I need to be managed to get stuff done. And I, obviously within reason, it depends on your relationship um, that you've built, but hopefully by this point, after three years, you might be able to. Which is a I do think late. that's really lovely that they asked you that. It's really, yeah, it is nice. Developing that relationship is really important. And being honest with those people, like if you're finding, for example, that the uh, feedback you're getting from your supervisors is highly critical in the sense of it's quite negative and you don't find it constructive, well, maybe try and say that. Say, look, I really value your feedback. I really, really want to improve. Um, but I respond better when the criticism is framed in this sense. You know, yeah. I think that's an okay thing to do because I have known other PhD students where the feedback they get from their supervisors is just like, this is not good enough. Well, it's like, well, that's not fucking helpful, is it? Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, yeah, how it's do like, I well, how do I get better? Because I thought, enough. exactly. Yeah. And so that that's it. I think there's a really fine line between just being critical for the sake of being critical and then doing it in a constructive, helpful way. That's, and we're definitely aiming for the latter, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, we're all talking about if it's ideal constructive criticism and I guess ways to figure out if you are having constructive criticism is, you know, all those things I've just sort of read out is, you know, what's their intention? Do they ask the right questions? When you're airing maybe problems with them, do they try and dig a little bit deeper or are they just like dismissive? Um, and are they just pretty like matter of fact? And sometimes they might be that kind of person that are quite, they're quite matter of fact and quite direct. Um, and that's who they are and maybe don't take it as like, oh my yeah. God. Like, a punch I'm, to the gut. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very complicated. It's not as logical as we hope. But actually that's why like asking for a phone call is quite useful because like you've already mentioned them, like you can then tell the tone because over an email, everything can sound blunt, right? Yeah. You know, unless they pop in a smiley face or an exclamation mark, you don't know what that tone is. So if you receive you know feedback and you think oh god yeah then maybe ask for a call and your supervisor might be like whoa did not mean for it to be like that and they might reassure you that way yeah um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah it is a minefield out there so guys how would you give or constructive criticism how what do you think is the best way to deliver it would for you think me, you've covered it well i think we have pretty much covered it i think into one thing i would say in terms of the person giving it is like when i give my students feedback because I do give quite a lot of qualitative feedback on like written work I always start with a positive so the first line yeah always the first line is always like great first attempt or what a great effort you know you're really on the right track or I don't know like great first attempt (laughs) yeah but if it is a first attempt yeah (laughs) if it is a first attempt um try again yeah but like I always start off with something really positive and like I can see great potential here like you've improved loads or start start something nice and then give the the constructive aspect so like you know I'd like you to work on this 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 and this and then I usually end it with like again you know done really well done really well can't wait to see the next yeah you know the next go sort of thing that's true um, that's true so yeah I feel shit like sandwich it happens, I like that yeah shit sandwich <laughs> I always do it when I um, have a question for a powerpoint I try and be like really interesting topic or like really lovely presentation and then yes. and then ask them a question because then I don't want to seem like I'm this scary I don't ever think I'll be this scary no but, but you don't know how people perceive, perceive you, you. Yeah. Um, and then I want them to feel at ease at asking a question not like 
pinned up and be like, right, what's this question? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want them to be like, that was really interesting. If it was, I mean, if it isn't, I probably don't have questions for them. So. I, was, I always tell people their presentation was great, even if it wasn't, because they might. That, you don't know that could have been the first time they've ever presented, yeah. and it might have taken yeah. them every fibre of courage in their body to just stand up. So I'm like, I always congratulate yeah. people, because then, you know, that's only going to make them feel better. When it's something like a presentation. I, I guess I like, well, it depends. <laughs> now I'm letting out a secret now. If they've done oh. a good presentation, I'm like, oh, that was really good. That was really, really good. If they haven't, but they've got through it, I'll be like, oh, well done. Like, you, congratulations on getting through Yeah, it. but that, that is still... There'll be like a different sort of congrats on like, yeah. congrats, you smashed it, or congrats, you got through it. <laughs> so, congrats, you're still alive. You, still, you, you managed it. Well done. <laughs> yeah. But it depends who, how close I am to them. True. I would say the other thing as well um, is just be really respectful, you know, because you don't know what that person's being going through. through, going through. And, like, you don't know how that is going to land, you know. That, is that the last? Yeah, like, is that a last straw yeah. for that person? And so I think, yeah, be really respectful of people's situations and just have a bit of empathy and just think, you know, try and wear that shoe, put the, you know, shoe on the other foot and all that <laughs> jazz. Like, have some empathy and think, okay, that is landing in that person's email. How is How would that make me feel if I received that email? And if that would make you feel like shit, well, reword it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And think about when you're giving that feedback. Like, is it, as I said before, my supervisors don't send me things, by the way, at 10 p.m. on a Friday. But if they did, I think that's a bit shitty, really. Like... Sorry if that's something that you're giving me a face. I don't know if that's something you do, but yeah, our department's quite guilty on that. Well, to me, I think that's disrespectful in a way because I think we need to be mindful of people's lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, if you're sending someone something that's maybe quite negative or at least has quite a lot of constructive criticism in it at like 10 p.m. on a even just any day of the week, that could stop that person having literally been able to sleep that night. Yeah. Well, yeah, it has done to some like definitely to me when I've been like oh I've got to do this got to do that okay there you go and how unhelpful is that yeah that's true you know so I guess yeah for me it's being respectful and being empathetic yeah like I don't know is it so hard to put this bit I really like this bit yeah but we never get it we never get it no do you know what my supervisors do do that do they well more now they didn't initially it was very much like have they been listening to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) maybe but no it was very much like if I don't comment on it it's good and if I, co- I only like, they would only comment if there was something yeah. to improve. But I get, I kind of get that. Oh, of course, because you couldn't comment on every sentence. Like, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Love this. Yeah. When I though, when like my peers send me um, things to comment on, like to like look through, and uh, I do go like, love this, like this. Every is good. now and again, this is good. for sure. Like, okay, this needs to change. If you were, like, hand-doing it, you know, with the old red pens, you could give, like, loads of big red ticks, but it doesn't work like that doesn't now. It's all right. online, isn't it? Exactly. So. Yeah, when Bex gave me, like, this document, and I was like, love this, this is amazing, change this. <laughs> she was like, that's the that's the nicest feedback I've ever received. Aww. And I was like, as if, as if, like... But actually, that touches on um, something there, is, like, do that. Swap work with your friends. Like, if you're finding it hard taking constructive criticism from people like superior uh, superiors, <laughs> supervisors, and maybe people from peer review processes, yeah. you know, like um, conference panel and stuff like that, then, yeah, start swapping work with your friends more and just get used to hearing it from someone that you feel comfortable with. And then that hopefully you'll eventually get more comfortable with taking it from strangers and stuff like that. Exactly. <laughs> taking you said it. it. <laughs> but... Let's get, um, I think we should get some inspiration. For our desperation. Desperation. 
So today we have a little treat on the pod for you all listeners. You all listeners. That does make sense. You guys. guys. Today we have my oldest sister, Sophie. She's going to come on to the pod and give us some inspiration for our desperation as the boys are unavailable. How dare they be? I know. Shocking. How bloody dare they be? Hello. 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 Is that Soph? It is. Welcome to Stupid Genius. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hiya. It's the first time we've ever spoken, is it? Or oh, I... it is. I think so. Wait. Oh, yeah. It probably is, to be yeah. fair. That's so funny, just because, like, I know you so well. I feel like you both know each other already. I also yeah, feel I like so. I know you. I <laughs> presume we had, but... Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Well, thank you for uh, filling in. That's okay. I had and... you on radio. Is that correct? You on the radio? I was on the radio this morning, yeah. I mean, this isn't like an average day for me. Oh, it is? (laughs) This is what Soph does with their life. Radio shows, podcasts. (laughs) Living the life, living the life. Quite a step down, though, from BBC Six Radio Woman's Hour, whatever. Yeah, BBC is a step down from this podcast. You're right, Molly. (laughs) Radio 4. Oh, it's Radio (laughs) 4. Madness. That is crazy. Well, well here yeah, you're with fun. the uh, with the serious presenters the, now. The so. dynamic duo, as we like. That's <laughs> what we like to call ourselves. What are we talking about? That's what everyone calls us. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Um, so I gave you a brief about 10 minutes ago. So sorry about that. Um, That's okay. So today we've been talking about sort of taking constructive criticism. Um, and we hoped you might have some inspiration okay. for our desperation. Hmm. Well, as you say, I didn't have a, a huge amount of time to think about um, that, <laughs> and it's well, she's being polite. And it's not oh, um, hang on, sorry, was sorry. Please, can you go and find me? <laughs> the life uh, of being a mum, eh? Go. Um, it's not something. Uh, actually, quite probably a good thing that I don't necessarily. I'm not critiqued on a daily basis. Um, and I actually don't, I was thinking about it, I don't really need to give criticism on a daily basis. Once I'm back at work, that will change. Um, and, and thinking back, I think it's actually, it comes down to an element of trust. And I think if you trust the person who is giving you the criticism, oh, thank you very much. Or, <laughs> <laughs> what did you just get given? Right now, I need you to find me a daffodil. Go. Um, or... You know, you you are confident that the person you're giving the criticism to trusts you. I think take it. They should take it. You should take it. Um, otherwise, I, I, I don't think it can be as helpful. Yeah. Um, because you you, you you possibly spend too much time thinking about their reasons or what their motivations might be or whether it's really in their interest. A duck. Go. <laughs> I think, though, um, maybe you're... Um... Um, like you must give criticism as you we can hear you're a mum you're 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 looking after your kids right now surely you have to give criticism in in some form or way constructive or whatever and yeah like guide you're... them in that sort of way without you know being losing your uh, mind a little bit and, and like, let's be honest I've, I've heard well, uh, my four-year-old niece <laughs> she's quite uh she loves to give the criticism. Mummy, this tea's not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure you have to take it and give it a lot, not even just in your work life, but in your personal life. Yeah, that is probably true. And actually, like, parenting as well, you know, me and my other half, um, you, you are 
you're constantly observing and, and probably critiquing because you want, ultimately you want to get better at it. And I think that's what it comes down to when I say about trust is, you know, does that person um, have your best interest at heart and why are they giving you that criticism? Is it because they, they want you to learn from it and build on it and, and you know, be better uh, in some way or feel better in some way? Or are they just And reacting? if they do, then, <laughs> mm. you know, that's fantastic. If mm. If it's being given to you by someone who... You aren't so sure about one second, Erin. One second. Um, you know, and who you, you maybe maybe there is an ulterior motive, or it's there's a there's a competitive element to it. I, I don't think you do probably take as much from it. That's so helpful. Um, Thank you so much, so because we've actually sort of talked about that today in the episode about the importance of trust and also you know thinking about the interests of the person giving it and the context it. behind it like they're there to help yeah. you hopefully so it's really nice yeah. that you've been able to sum that up for us and I can I also just say how amazing that you know if I like obviously I can hear my little niece Torin in the background Aww. the fact that you can be interrupted and then just immediately re- like find your train of thought again <laughs> is so amazing because <laughs> when me and Emily interrupt each other we're like <laughs> literally <laughs> like you know I don't know how you do it so Thank yeah. you so oh, much. Very impressive. And thanks for coming on. Thanks you're for coming most on. welcome. You'll definitely yeah. have to come back on here. You, you're you're a proud yeah, wisdom. Anytime. That's so selfless. <laughs> we'll let you get back to your kids, shall we? Have a good day. Have fun. Bye-bye. Enjoy the rest of it. Bye. Bye. So a little okay. bit of wisdom from Soph, and you've got some wisdom for us from somebody, or is it is it an unknown source? It's actually from two people. Oh, they're both men. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're both white bloody men. I don't oh. get no. Um, I'm gonna let you choose between what quote you think. Okay, so you've got two better me. with you. So, actually, lovely advice from Sophie. Um, yeah, and she literally. In- Sorry, I only have ever heard you say Sophie. So when I said Sophie, I was like, I've got a name wrong. <laughs> Is that her name? I've got a name wrong. Um, so yeah, one's pretty brutal and one's a little bit nice. Hit me with it. Come on. I'll go for the nice one to start with. Your harshest critic is always going to be yourself. Don't ignore that critic, but don't give it more attention than it deserves. Love that. I actually love that because that is so true. I think, well, I can only speak for myself. I am my my biggest critic. Full show. Full show. We all are. Surely. Surely? Unless people... I don't know. I don't think some people... (laughs) I think some people could do a bit more of it. A little bit more (laughs) self-reflection. What's the savage one? Um, I love this one because... This mo- this is my kind of motivation. <laughs> to avoid criticism, do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. Boom. Boom. Should we explain that a little bit? Because I don't want to... Well, basically, it just means that you can't get through life without taking criticism. So if you don't want criticism, well, you may as well just go into a box. Don't do anything exciting. Like, yeah. Don't, do, don't be your, do anything exciting. Because it's people, part of the package. It's part of the package. Like, if you want to succeed, you're going to have to take criticism, constructive criticism, and maybe sometimes just criticism. <laughs> Sorry. I only got the finger guns then as well. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm like a cow, cowgirl. <laughs> but let us know which which, uh, which quote sits, sits with you better. Which quote sits with you better? Yeah. Oh, with me? <laughs> I asked you, yeah. I would say, I actually, yeah, I like that second one just for the sense of like, I like them both, but I think the second one is very straight to the point and you know it yeah. reminds you that it's just all part of life and that if you're expecting to get anything out of life you have to take i think no matter back. what you do people are always going to have opinions on it no matter if you do nothing in your life people are going to be like you hear about molly she did nothing with her life <laughs> or if then now you're, do- you're doing <laughs> me all the time 
No, and then you're probably doing a podcast. Probably so many people have gone, that's so cringy what they're doing. They're oh, doing yeah. doing a podcast. But, yeah, you know what? No matter what you do, you're going to get criticism and judgment. And so it's that thing, Just do it? what you want. It's that thing. You can't control what people say to you, but you can control how you respond to it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. This has been Super Genius. See ya. See Love you. Bye guys. Bye. Miss you already.